Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. It's like one of those Facebook memes that only geniuses can solve and 99% of people will fail, but with a lot less terrible comments underneath. Each episode, our puzzle master, Danny takes guests through a room that she's just created out of nothing. Just immediately, it's in her head, it's, not a, it's, it's pretty cool. And in this episode, our guests are Zoe and Ben. Hello! Now, tell us a little bit about your escape room experience. You have done some rooms in the real world. So I've done two, um, one with Ben and one with my family. Never done an audio one before. No, most people have not. Since we're the only ones who do it. (laughs) Yeah, we invented this this format. first time you ever asked, so I'm pretending not to be offended. (laughs) (laughs) And how successful were you at those real rooms? The first time, I think Ben and I were pretty successful. I think we got out in time. I think we got in, we scraped in two or three minutes under, so just in time. Nice. And with my family, well, families, so um, <laughs> that we, I think we're about 20 minutes over time for that one, <laughs> which was a bit unfortunate. <laughs> All right, Danny, before we start, do you want to go through any of the basic rules, basic how-to of this show? This one's definitely still an escape room. You will have to escape something, but again, it's one of my different ones. In fact, while making notes is definitely something you want to be doing, unlike every one of my other ones, you may not need to sketch out the actual room to help you. There aren't that many objects for you to look at, more places for you to go. The usual rules for escape rooms are don't climb, don't break stuff. There won't be much climbing available to you, but there will be a bit of breakage happening. And also, generally in escape rooms, if you do have an item in your inventory, you only use it once. There may be a couple of things in here that get used more than once. So don't cross things off too soon. All right. Will we know the thing? Will it be obvious the things that we can use many times? Just trust your heart. Okay. (laughs) Is that a clue? (laughs) Should we take that? (laughs) Trust my... It's the first puzzle we've already begun. (laughs) All right. Now time for my big introduction. Spying is no longer as simple as it was in the old days. It's been a long time since it was just a shady man in a trench coat and dark glasses trying hard to look inconspicuous as he eavesdropped from the corner. Now, it's all about technology. Hacking mainframes, trojans, malware, all those nasty words. And to make matters worse, it may not just be your computer that gets targeted. You are scientists in the employ of the government, in possibly the most hush-hush division to end all secret divisions. The things you're working on are of immeasurable value, so of course, a lot of people want to get their hands on them. People who absolutely at all costs shouldn't. Terrorists, anarchists, rival nations, anyone who could ever be considered an enemy, and most of these guys aren't just working out of their garages, they have some powerful technological arsenals behind them. The lead scientist on your latest project, Dr. Kendra Sevilla, has called you in for an emergency meeting. Only she hasn't called you into her office like she normally would. No, she's called you into the medical facilities. I'll get straight to it, she says. She's trying to keep her face neutral, her voice steady, but you can hear the anxiety lingering behind it. We've been compromised. We're not about to be compromised. We have been. Someone's gotten in. I don't know how much information they've stolen already, but they have at their disposal every assignment we've ever been involved with. If and when they choose, they can take everything and destroy the future of our team. It can't be. Your computer systems are set up so securely, 
Even the best hackers in the world wouldn't be able to sneak in so quickly without throwing up a red flag. Dr. Sevilla sees your expression. That's not where they got the information. This is far more complex. They got it from me. Your jaw drops. No, no, I didn't give it to them willingly. I, I didn't give it to them at all. They're taking it from me. They've put something inside me, some sort of... Look, it's a destructive nanobot. I can see it on scans, moving around inside my body, trying to work its way to my brain where it wants to steal everything I know. Then I believe it plans to kill me. Needless to say, we can't let that happen. It's only now that you realize Dr. Sevilla is not wearing her lab coat, but a hospital gown. She hurriedly explains what she wants you to do. She's going to anesthetize herself and shrink you down to microscopic size. Oh. Through a special opening in her eye, you will travel to her brain to find the nanobot and destroy it. But be sure you don't destroy anything important. She hasn't had time since finding out all this to properly record everything she knows about your current project. If she dies before getting that chance, you'll lose months or even years of progress. That's the main thing we're worried about, <laughs> is losing progress. This is really top secret, super important <laughs> government business, guys. I can't even tell you what it is. It seems like you have no choice. With barely enough time to process these grave events or consider your own personal risk on this mission, you head into the vessel that will carry you through Dr. Sevilla's system and you prepare to be shrunk down in a specialized resizing chamber. The doctor herself is lying on an operating table, a panel of medical equipment on a table beside her, a bright light shining from the ceiling down on her face. The anesthesia is starting to take effect. Your ship gets smaller, smaller, until everything in the room is so huge you can't make out forms or features. Well, this is it. You follow a marked path through a long tube and make your way into Dr. Sevilla's eye through a specially made hole that leads you straight through the pupil. I'm really glad it was the eye. <laughs> I th I'd prefer the nose. You're in. So you are currently hovering around inside the eye. I don't know much of anatomy. Well, so... I'm, think I'm thinking we just want to keep going through the eye pa passage, is if that's a thing. Yeah, if keep you... going, keep if... going the way we're going till we get... To the brain. The brain's in that direction. Yeah, well, if yeah. you look around the eye, there's a surprising amount of colour going on towards the back. Eyes are kind of sparkly and pretty in oh. ways that you wouldn't expect. But, you know, there's not that much of substance to examine here. Nothing you can grab. If you look back the way you entered, you can see the pupil and the special hole in the cornea and the tube that would lead you back to the resizing chamber. And towards the back, there is a dark passage that you believe should lead you to the rest of the body. Let's do it. If Let's... you would like to head for where you imagine the brain is. Let's yes. do it. You enter this tunnel and it's very dark. It's so hard to navigate. Surprise, surprise. Do we have a light? You can have lights on your vessel, but... You're very small and it's very big and dark. Just, they only just, go so far. Just enough small. to get by. Okay. As yeah. you travel in, ooh, eventually you realize your path has branched. Oh. You could keep going straight ahead or there's a right turn you could make. Um, uh, I'm going to say always go left unless you need to go right. So let's go right. <laughs> How does that make any sense? It makes sense. Let's go right. All right. I made a call. You quickly turn to the right. The passage doesn't last very long before you have a choice of either straight ahead or left. Oh, passageways. Danny. Well, what I'm thinking is if we go left, we're going to be back to the original path. So keep going right? I think keep going Let's right. Let's keep going Let's right. So this straight, ahead, this straight path. ahead path. Yeah. 
Well, your choice is actually made for you here because that actually abruptly comes to an end. <sighs> Just, well, you know, not an end. That would be weird. But it's like whatever vessel you're in, it has a shrinking point. You know, like arteries are yeah. huge and then they get down to smaller bits, your capillaries and all of that. So it just gets smaller. And eventually you've reached a point where your vessel can no longer keep going that way. Great. So Let's it's effectively a dead way. end. Yeah. All right. So you turn around and you take that what was a left turn. <laughs> It swerves around a little bit. It's a bit of a curly one. And once again, a left or a straight. Straight. That curves around. Actually ends up kind of curving left as well. And a straight or a right. Let's go right. You head off to the right. It curves around. And again, you find another shrinky passage that you can't quite make it through. Back we go. All right. How far back? Just to the last intersection? Just back to the last intersection. Then we'll go left again. So you take what was that left... And you hook around to the right. It goes left again and then right. And then, oh, oh you have made it to the brain. Yes. And to your immense relief, you don't actually see a nanobot anywhere. It mustn't have gotten here and stolen all the valuable information yet. As you exit your vessel to take a look around, a buzz comes from your pocket. It's your phone. That's weird. An app that you regularly use in the lab, one of Dr. Sevier's own design, has opened on its own. And there's a big alert on the screen. Attach to sync. S-Y-N-C. I think, I mean, I'm going to say, I think that our nano, the nanobot is trying to sync to the app in the lab and trying to like get some information from my phone. I think, I think we should cancel it. I don't think we should allow the sync. Yeah, I, I feel like the sync is going to connect something either to the brain to us or to the outside i feel like that's i feel like we don't want anything sinking to the outside world from the brain but is that what we're supposed to think (laughs) do you think that maybe the sink will help lead us to the nanobot don't put your head on the table (laughs) i think that i think it's too early to be playing mind games like that i think we got to trust all right no we don't want to sink don't cancel it no turn off the phone Take out the phone, crush no, it. No, no, don't crush the phone. Just, just. I told you, you'd know when just, you have to break stuff. Just put it on like, do not disturb or turn off the app. Yeah, turn off like the Wi Fi or something. Like, disconnect it from anything. Uh, it's a lab rule that you are not allowed to disconnect your phone from oh, this app. No. It's really important for, right, right. for Dr. Sevilla's lab work. Okay, right. well, we're just not going to sync for Can now. Can we delete the app? No, that is strictly against oh, the rules. No. She'll fire you for that. Okay. But yeah, that's okay. You're welcome to. Just leave it in your pocket. Look, if we don't make it, she's screwed anyway, so... (laughs) Maybe we can sink later if we need to. Okay. Hopefully, maybe. So wait, by by not... By just leaving that, we're not actually connecting. No, 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 it's just flashing up this message, like an instruction. Okay, all right. No, we're not syncing anything. Okay. No, no, I want to find out. Yes. What? Yes. (sighs) All right, so it's telling you attach to sync. So we... What are you going to do? guess we want to plunge it into the brain (laughs) yeah plunge it into the brain maybe there's an input in the brain maybe there's like a usb port in her brain all right so squeezing into the wiggly lines in the brain all right so you just sort of push your phone into the bits it's super weird but it seems (laughs) right we're shrunk down and inside a human head so like it can't get much weirder exactly (laughs) and as you do press the phone up against some brain (laughs) A signal seems to shoot through both of them. Your phone goes wild and suddenly the app is showing you a diagram of a body. (gasps) It's highlighting several areas and there's a key on the bottom that tells you the highlighted spots are high chance of damage areas. 
Perhaps that means the nanobot has actually been to those spots and might be in one of them. You see on the diagram, the heart, the large intestine, the spinal cord, a lung, a kidney, the gallbladder, and a lymph node. You also see the stomach, but it's highlighted in a different color. And the key tells you this means direct path obstructed. So I guess you can't travel straight there. But now that you've made it this far, according to this map, getting to all of those other places is a pretty direct route, should be easy. So you could just fly straight off to any of them. All right, well, well I'm going to say that we're in the brain, so the spinal cord seems like a logical it next seems step. Like, it seems like the closest thing. Thinking about the geography of the human body. Uh, maybe yes. that. I mean, possibly... Lymph- I was totally thinking about possibly, it. Possibly that. a lymph node, but maybe a spinal cord. And I feel like for, if you go along the spinal cord, you can get we to can, a lot of other destinations. There. It's like the highway of the body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. You steer your vessel along the brainstem, the vertebrae, and you come to a stop at the point highlighted by your phone. Shielded by the vertebra and spinal disc and a little tangle of nerves is the spinal cord itself. It's a stretch, but there are two gaps that you could reach an arm through to touch the cord itself. One on the left, one on the right. I mean, I don't want to do that. You can do that. Is it? You are gloved. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) How how wide, like, is it wide enough that I could wrap my arms around it and touch it? Or do we have to split up? Width-wise, you probably could, but it's a bit like those nerve clusters that are all around there make it a bit of a twist. So Okay. You want all your effort into one side at a time. One on each side? Yeah, let's go one on each side. Does that mean that one of us has to be ejected from the... The boat? The oh, ship? yeah. Let's, we, just, just, let's assume that around. you are exiting your vessel we're every now, whenever you feel like yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, you're a, walking it's like around. a gravity with Sandra yeah, well, one of situation. Us, <laughs> one of us are on either side of the spinal cord and we're, we're, we're accessing it from... Sure. God, it's a good thing I'm not too queasy about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you maneuver your arms in towards the spinal cord and you can reach but as you nudge it no matter how hard you push it doesn't really seem to respond to your touch you suspect it might take something with a bit more oomph behind it to actually make it do anything it sounds like unless you can think of anything i don't think we've got anything now that we can use to we don't have anything really to apply force to it so maybe we'll come back maybe we'll come back later and see what we can pick up on the way okay okay (laughs) Uh, all right, so so what's next? What are you, what are you feeling? Uh, let's keep going down. Next, what's first, the stomach or the large intestine? Stomach. Well, the stomach is the one that said its direct path was blocked. Oh, so that's right. There must it's be some be roundabout way. So, oh, so we can't actually... Okay. You can't get to the stomach just yet. Cool. I think... Heart? We, we, we got to listen to your heart clue before. So yeah. let's go to the heart, I reckon. Mm, okay. Let's start at the heart. It is my first note on here, trust my heart. So <laughs> Let's go to the heart. All right. You may not have seen a heart from this perspective before, but ooh, even you can tell this is not right. Uh, it's doing something. The only word you can think of to describe it is shedding. There's a weird layer of dark cells caked around the ventricles and they're steadily being cast off and floating around towards you. Did the nanobot do this? Taking a look at one of these weird cells, you see it's of a size that would fit into the palm of your hand and it's shaped like a very deep cup. A cup? It reminds you of a cup. Um, 
Do we want to? We maybe we should take it aboard. Is it the size of a cup or a bowl or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it could fit into your hand. Well, maybe we should take one on board and we can take it back to the lab if we need. Okay. Yeah. Great. Let's take um, it. In the meantime, the heart's shedding. This is problematic. It's not great. You've been given your <laughs> task to destroy the nanobot. Other health problems. She can go to another doctor <laughs> later. Do we? I mean, is there any way to have a little bit of more of a look around the heart? Is there anything else going on there? That's about all of interest that you can find right. based on your. Not one, not terrible, but not wonderful heart knowledge. Cool. All right, let's take that cup. Maybe, maybe right, you if, have a cup cell. If there are a lot floating around, maybe we'll take a couple just in case. Yeah, that sounds like a yeah. good idea. Yeah. Let's take and five. <laughs> oh, five cup cells, please. Well, <laughs> they actually seem to stack together quite nicely. Oh. So you could you could carry like a dozen or so before they got to be a burden. A half dozen, maybe. Yeah, I think that sounds good. I think sure, <laughs> that'll do us just fine. Six cup cells. Excellent. Right. Okay, let's, uh, let's that's, move on. That's the heart for now. Kidney? No, Kidney? lymph node. We're up, we're up here. Let's, let's, let's get that lymph node in the neck. All right, let's hit the lymph node. Well, it makes sense that this is where you should go because what do lymph nodes do? I don't know. They I have... Don't know. That's cool. <laughs> they have leukocytes in them, which are white blood cells, which destroy invasive things in the body. Yes, lymph nodes. It <laughs> seems like a fair idea. In fact, you're kind of surprised that if there's something invasive going on, that they haven't gone and destroyed it already. It's kind of their job. Slackers. <laughs> but when you do reach this lymph node, you see exactly why. The nanobot has definitely done something here. You can see the white blood cells, but they're trapped in some sort of barred metal barricade cage. That's how the nanobot has survived so long in this body. It's been putting obstacles up so that nothing can catch it. And without white blood cells, well, Dr. Sevilla probably doesn't have much chance against anything else either. It seems kind of likely this could kill her. Frantically, you search around for some way to remove this barricade. On the side of it, you find what you think is a lever. Hit that lever. When you pull on it, it comes all the way off the construction. Oh, okay. Well, you examine it, it kind of reminds you of a balloon pump. Maybe it was actually a piece of the nanobot that the white blood cells managed to tear off before they got caged in. Is there any way that we can communicate with these white blood cells? Yeah, can we talk to them? <laughs> I mean, you're welcome to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, white blood cells. No. <laughs> okay, so we have like a balloon pump looking thing. So wait, so the balloon pump looking thing, that was the lever that we tried to yes. pull and it just broke off. Uh-huh. So there's a cage with, with a, a busted pump. Cool. Mm. Um, we need to get those lymph nodes out. The white blood cells? The, the, we need to get the white blood cells out. Uh, maybe we should take the pump on board because that's my go-to thing is just to take everything. <laughs> it is an object. Yeah. yeah, cool. Let's take Ooh, that. The kidney. Let's take that. <laughs> yeah, take the take all of the organs. Um, but I'm concerned about leaving leaving the white blood cells. Not well. It sounds like they're not going anywhere. They may have been here for quite some time. If cool. the nan- however long the nanobot has been in her, they've well, probably been like this for almost the, as long. Let's let maybe the nanobot's feeding them. Let's come back to this lymph node because I think that we need to open up that cage. But there's not much we can do right now. Yeah. Cool. Where are we going now? Let's go to the lung. lung. Yeah, I reckon the, the lung. You sail off to the right lung as marked by your phone. When you first get in there, everything seems normal. The walls are made of that porous, spongy tissue that inflates and deflates slightly with each of Dr. Sevilla's sleeping breaths. However, as you explore further, you spot a far corner that looks like it's collapsed. It's not inflating, and if you push against it, it feels unusually solid, like there's something stuck in there. 
But spongy though the wall is, it's too heavy for you to simply push aside. It's like a literal ton of uninflated balloon. Oh, oh, balloon pump. Let's try pumping out with the balloon pump. You stick your balloon pump looking thing from the lymph node into that collapsed bit of lung and the spongy tissue expands. Yes. As it does, you can see further inside. Oh my, you see what has been destroying this. You come face to face with the nanobot. Yes! For something called nano, it's kind of huge compared to you. It's like a big robotic tick. Its legs are firmly implanted in the wall of the lung, and there's some kind of proboscis stabbing into it as well. Injecting poison, sapping strength, who knows. Like it knows you're there, it brings out two of its legs and holds them in front of itself like a pair of arms. (laughs) Put them up, put them up. (laughs) Fisty cuffs. I feel like if it's huge and robotic and ready to punch on, I think that that's something we're not ready for. What's the what's not our battle plan? We've got nothing but six cup cells. <laughs> so uh, I think we say to the very nice nanobot, we're sorry we disturbed you. Go back to sleep. We'll be back. All right. So found the nanobot. It's in the lungs. Can't deal with it right now. True. Though this is your main goal, so it it does have some sense of urgency oh, to it. Oh yeah. I mean, could. Is the possibility of it killing us? How big? How no, big I will not com- let you die. Great. How big is it compared? <laughs> it is roughly your size, oh. which is just a little bit intimidating. It's quite intimidating. There are two of us. Can we try and take it out of the lung? Can we lead like, it like, out of the lung? Literally, like, like one grabs the top, one grabs the bottom, and we like pull it out of the lung. It seems like it's pretty firmly got the other legs implanted oh, in there. True. All right. So you aren't sure if tugging on it will. We didn't bring help. like a samurai sword or anything. Oh, what were you thinking? A machete or a machine gun or something. Just, I mean, we could like. Do we still we have could, our phone? Yes. We could call for help. No, no, we. We're the only small people around, man. <laughs> yeah, but we were getting notifications before. It's true. Is if there we're connected an, but to Wi-Fi, there an app on there. So we did. It did. You are specially connected to Doctor Sevilla's own personal app. Maybe she specifically set it up for this exact situation. Maybe oh. we. She did have a shrinking chamber. Maybe we should check the app, see if there's any information, any tips on on nanobot specification. Like, freeze it for a little while. Like it can. It, it's a little robotic body. We can like take it over it and just like make it freeze for a little bit. You look around desperately hoping that the phone will be the deus ex machina that you need. (laughs) And all you get, those little highlighted areas that say that they are damaged, all it tells you is neutralize threat, neutralize threat. Uh, We could fly the ship into the tick. Does it look like it has any weak spots? A soft underbelly, perhaps? Any flashing red spots? I mean, it's... It's pretty tough looking, but again, it's only around your size. Bashing the whole vessel into it will probably do more damage to the lung than is good for it. Okay. That's true. Maybe we can, can we, oh, you said it was firmly, firmly lodged into the, into the lung, but can we try and, we can't like pull it out or anything? You know what? You give it a go. And the only thing you can really get a firm hold of is one of those arms that's out in front of it. So you can have a grab of that. And sort of tug and see what effect you're having. And it doesn't work. The tick is still, the nanobot tick is still stuck there. But you do eventually actually pull that arm right off. Oh, let's pull off the other one. Pull off those arms. All right. You can pull off both of them. Why not? These things, they're long, thick rods and they're sparking a bit at the ends from where you detached them. Put them in the boat. Keep them. (laughs) 
Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the rest the rest of the thing is still firmly attached to the wall. Doesn't look like it's going to leave anytime soon. But hey, you got a sparking rod. We or did. two. We so, did get two with little boxing gloves attached to the end. <laughs> so we've got... Because I'm thinking we could... If the cage that had the white blood cells in it from the lymph node, if we go back there, maybe the sparking arm, maybe that will engage the lever socket. Or maybe we could like like melt down the the metal of the bars and it, and let out the... How are we going to melt it? With the sparks. They're just oh. little electrical uh, looking yeah. sparks. They're they don't really... feel like they would generate quite the heat needed for that. Okay. But also if you go back to that lymph node and inspect the cage a bit further, it's really annoying. So where that fake lever that you pulled out was, I mean, there is a hole there from where it was sitting, but it doesn't look like it was any sort of official hole where a lever should sit. It just kind of looks like it was accidentally built into the cage a bit. Oh, right. So there's no there's no socket or PowerPoint or nothing. No, it doesn't feel yeah, like it would yeah. actually okay. make anything effective happen. So the nanobot might stay there for a little while. It I, doesn't sound I like do he's a like, threat right now. No, I do feel like right. we need to leave the nanobot alone. And go she s- can survive with one lung if it keeps destroying the lung. Yeah. The real risk is if it gets sick of the lung and decides, nope, no information here and goes up to the brain. But yeah, that might take a bit of time. Okay. Well, we so, have other places and I feel like we yeah. can get things in other places that will help us like with the lymph node and actually with the nanobot. So I think we need to go elsewhere. Yeah, and okay, find let's something. explore. Sure. Let's go, let's hit the kidney. Kidney. Wait, what's higher, the gallbladder or the kidney? Gallbladder. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, well I was bladder. thinking about like a logical route. As a, as a, um, I don't know if I can ask this, but you know, so the stomach has its path obstructed. If mm. we can't get to the stomach, that means we can't get to the large intestine? Or can we go no, by alternate routes? Remarkably, there is a different path <laughs> to the large intestine. Cool. Uh, let's hit the, what did you say? Kidney? Gallbladder. Gallbladder. You whiz through the body in your vessel at breakneck speed. The gallbladder is a little bit far from, it's got a bit of a finicky path from where you are right now. So you have to travel a bit faster than is recommended. You see your opening, you zoom towards it and whack. Oops, you missed. But you did make it into the gallbladder. Via the huge gaping hole you just created in it. Oops. Um, the gallbladder holds bile that flows into the stomach when it's needed. Oh. And that hole has just sent this into overdrive. The whole organ is spasming. It's shooting bile all over the place, down to the stomach, out the hole to the rest of the body. This is a disaster. You have found a little side route into the stomach from the gallbladder. But at the moment, it is being flooded. You cannot really make it there until you fix this hole. Ben! What? You were supposed to be driving. <laughs> okay, so... so That so, said, oh. bile does not immediately kill. Just over there time, some minutes. everything. So down. again, you could leave. You just still can't get to the dang stomach from here. So wait, so so the bi- so we, wait, we found a, a path to the stomach. Yes, the, the gallbladder has a path to the stomach. Okay, so this would be a way there? you could get there, but you can't get there until this bile flood has been dealt with. Okay, and the six cup cells aren't enough to cup out the bile. <laughs> Not quite, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Desperate times. You need something to patch up that vessel-sized hole you created. All right. Okay. Oh, oh no. I was gonna say I, I looked at what we have and I was like, we could reverse pump. And it's the same thing. It's, it's paling yeah, out it's the not gonna pile. Help. It's quite tragic. All right, we need to go somewhere else. We need to go find something. we got to find something that can patch a thing Let's up. go to the kidney. Let's hit that, the kidney. The left kidney is the one noted on your phone's diagram, so you speed off there. 
And right away here, you can also tell something's wrong. Kidneys filter blood. They get all the waste and extra stuff out of it. But that doesn't seem to be working with this one. Something, presumably the nanobot, has infected the blood in this kidney so thoroughly that it's unable to be filtered. There's dark, foul-looking blood swirling around, leaving its tainted mark on everything it touches. You'd have thought that the body's natural immune defenses would have been able to deal with a problem like this, but sadly, you away. know the white blood cells are indisposed. Oh my god. Okay, well we've got dark <laughs> blood cells, which is bad, but... If we fix the lymph node, then it's fine. But we can't do that. I... I can't... I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a, a solvable problem. Yeah, I don't think there's, we have anything that we can help. We need to, we need to move on. Let's find something else. Uh, large intestine? Large intestine. You fly your vessel down the marked path to the large intestine. And as you arrive at the spot indicated on your phone... Oh, you <sighs> can't quite get there? The path is... Uh, clogged up. Maybe because of the nanobot? You kind of hope it's because of the nanobot? But it's like the body is supposed to be sweeping this stuff away, but it's switched off. There's no peristalsis happening. The spasming that's meant to be moving stuff along. It's just stopped. Alright. I want to use the nanobot's arms. I want to shock it. I want to shock it and start it vibrating and gyrating and stuff. Can we do that? Peristalsizing. Yeah, sure. You give it a poke, but... This is a huge cavernous area. It's the large intestine. It just doesn't have a wide enough effect. Okay. I want to know about these about these arms. I want to see if we can like like try and like poke everything through and see if we can get everything moving that way. You are perhaps much smaller Ugh. in this large intestine than you're picturing, so you, it's it's kind of like a rock slide. Okay. It's really hard to move things so, apart by ha- away by hand. We have a clogged large intestine. We have two weird little arms with <laughs> boxing gloves on them. We have six cup cells, and we have a balloon pump. I don't really know. What... Yeah, because I'm, we... I'm thinking. I'm thinking in terms of problems that we have, which are many. Uh, <laughs> we have the the bile thing. And we've also got... We haven't gone back to the spinal cord, right, since we went. And so I'm thinking maybe we can get the bot arms to maybe, like, punch the spinal cord. Or we can use that to... What's that going to do? Well, we we wanted to move it, remember? We didn't have enough force to to push it or... I mean, sure. Let's go to the... Okay, Let's go back to our old friend, the spinal cord. Welcome back. (laughs) It's been so long. Now, let's just clarify. You made up the boxing gloves part. Yes, it's true. I oh. put boxing gloves well, on they, the They're just kind of long rods that are sparking at the broken end. They pretty nasty. So, you know. I didn't bring a samurai sword, but I brought boxing gloves <laughs> to put on the end of the tick's arms just in case. Good priorities. Yeah. Right, so you head back to the spinal cord and you want to try to boxing glove it. Yeah, yeah or, with, or, or give it a little bit of a, a shock, maybe. What's give with you a... and, the, and the sparks? She keeps saying sparks. Okay, there are fine. sparks. We have do, you to want, do you want to box it or do you want to spark it? Uh, let's try and box it first. You try to box it. Those clusters of nerves kind of make it so the boxing gloves are too big to fit through. Sparks. Let's spark the spinal cord. That doesn't sound Which side like do you Both. want to be sparking? One from each side. Okay. So when... We're a killer, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you prod the right... Who's prodding the right? Zoe. Okay, Zoe. When you prod the right side of that spinal cord with an electrical prod... 
less than a second after you do it, you feel the doctor's whole body shake like you've triggered an earthquake. Oh, she's oh, paraplegic. No. <laughs> you can't see what happened. If you had to guess, you'd say you just caused one of her arms to spasm and whack down on the operating table. I mean, like, that's not the worst. No, it could have been a be much, much bigger disaster. It might be on the left side. And then when you prod the left side, you swear you see a shockwave burst from the point you touch and shoot upwards, up the spine and out of sight. Almost at the exact same time, your phone flashes again. Oh no. The diagram of Dr. Sevilla's body has disappeared and words are now showing up on the screen. This app is crazy. You must have sent some kind of electrical signal up to the doctor's brain, which has reacted with your synced phone. Only the words are kind of scrambled, like the message isn't quite coming through. And here is the message that you see. Please right. describe what you're seeing. All right, we've got capital letters M-Z-E-R-O-V-E and the next line L-O-N-E-M-B. Then it looks to me like, what's it called? Morse code. Morse code. So dash, dash. And the next line is dash, dash, dash. Next you probably line. don't need to describe each line of it. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's, there's a lot of how many, how many lines Two, are there? There's yeah. six lines of Morse code, and then a, a line of question marks, and then an eighth line, which is also Morse code. For people listening at home, I'll put a link uh, to that exact puzzle, so you can try it yourself as well. If you want to pause and have a go yourself at this puzzle. All right. So, so I it's think... like Mazurov Lomb. All right. Can we use our phones to Google Morse code? <laughs> From inside here, the only thing that really seems to be working on your phone is that app. Damn, and Optus. this is all it's giving us? It's yes. just a static screen? And oh, I do okay. not expect you to know Morse code. Okay, all that's right. good. I think that we need to just try and jumble, unjumble these letters. Uh, yeah. That there feels- aren't many words that have both a Z and a V in them. True. So um, maybe it's not an unjumble. Maybe it's... Oh, I don't know. Um, okay, what if the dashes are consonants and the dots are vowels? Yeah. So so maybe it's like the second consonant for, and then the third consonant. But what's this? If it's a mixture, what does that mean? Three vowels and one consonant. But then, but then we're just going to end up with a mix of... Like, we're going to get two consonants and three consonants. You can't make words with that. Because we've got a lot of letters we can use. we got learn. That's always, that's always but, nice. Oh, what? see, I've got Ben and I've got Zoe. <laughs> what the? Okay. I thought that was I thought that was a thing. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no? that's It's not, but that's hilarious. Oh. Oh, that's... I just keep saying... I just keep saying Rove. Yeah, I know. And, and, and Lone. Um, what else can you say? You, like, if you sort of... Zero. Zero, one. Okay. And then M-V-E-L-M-B. Oh. Move limb. M-O-V-E-L-1-I-M-B. Move limb. So this is you've taken the word zero in that first line and made it like the letter O. Yes. And, and I've you've taken, taken the word one, one and made it a I. one which looks like an I. Yes. And to make the words move, move limb. limb. The left arm moved when we shocked it. The, the right arm moved when we shocked it with the right side. And we shocked the left side. The brain said move limb. So what if there's some connection there? So what's going on the right side is responses. What's going on the left side is just brain messages. But it's not going. So like there's, there's a blocked pathway to the left that's saying move limb. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so by shocking the spine, the brain goes... Do this thing, but, but nothing's happening. But the message not going through. Yeah, and that's coming to the phone because we synced earlier. 
I remember sunk. that. You sunk. We sunk. We sunk the brain. Mm. So you found out the brain is trying to Tell move the, the limb arm. when you jab it there, and when you jab it on the other side there, it actually it moves. feels like you're moving a limb. And then my my brain also says, describe what you're doing. Oh, okay. So I'm so writing. Ben's, I'm writing. Oh, no, I'll I'll, I'll describe what so, you're writing. So Ben's writing M O V E L I M B move limb next to each one of those lines underneath so uh-huh. to try and maybe match up the letters with the morse code lines if it, if they are morse code if they are morse code morse code regardless we've got an m matching up with two dashes and the m also matches up with the line of question marks therefore the question marks are two, two dashes, dashes. Which is maybe, maybe that tells us how we're going to, if we shock in a certain pattern, that's going to do the thing that we want it to do. All right. So let's shock in that pattern. So we go back to the spinal cord. With the left side. The left side. The left side was the brain message side. So maybe we want to do the right side. That's the side that actually made movement happen. Okay. So let's. We probably want to move the limb, don't we? On the right side or the left side? On the right side. On the right. No, no, because no, when we when we when we sparked the right side, the limb moved. Yeah, that's, right. that's what we want to do. I think we that's are, what we want to do. But we just sparked it once and it moved. But I'm saying it moved in just some random crashing fashion. But if we move it, if we if we follow the code, perhaps it will move it in the right way, whatever that is. So you're saying let's 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 spark let's, in the code on the right side to make the thing happen. So we're going to spark in the code on the right side. So, All so right. So you spark two, like two long prods, three long, long prods, prods, three shorts, one long all the way yes. there. And where those question marks were, that's another two long prods. Yes. You feel Dr. Sevier's body moving. And now it actually seems like you're getting control with this. The image on your phone unscrambles. It seems to be connecting remotely to a camera in the operating room, because you can actually see an image of the operating table and everything around it. And you are, as you suspected, controlling the doctor's right arm. Now that you can see what your electrical prodding is doing, you mess around for a bit, you experiment with different movements of her arm. But after a minute, you feel something change. Your phone starts beeping an alarm at you, and you see it's swapped back to the diagram of the inside of the body. A huge red circle has appeared on her heart, and the words cardiac arrest appear in big, bold letters. No! Oh, no. This seems like something you should fix, and fix immediately. We're going to the heart. You don't even have time for that. This is a one minute or less before things are going to go terribly wrong. Uh, uh, you are stuck at the spine. Shock. Cardiac arrest. Shock? Shock? We already shocked. I mean, you mean we want to shock the spine? Both times. I mean, the. I don't know. Shock with both of them. I don't know what to do. I'm so <laughs> uh, stressed. Um, uh, oh, well, I was thinking if we. It's okay. go, if... I'm not going to let her die. Oh my God, I don't trust you. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking if we go to the heart and shock the heart. There's no time. But that's what I was thinking. Mm. And your shock prods will be tiny compared to such a big old yeah. heart. It's like, do our our cup cells? Do they make anything project? Can we? They're just little they're cups. Just little cups. I'm so desperate to use the cup cells. <laughs> we have six of them. Um, okay. I mean, if we if we try shocking the spine. Like like double shock. All you seem to be able to do is get total control over her right arm. We can we can grab the because she's in a medical room operating. Oh yeah, theater. we, ca- we, we take her arms. The, and we take her arms. She gets she she shocks herself with the defibrillator. 
there was a row of medical equipment out there Thank next God. to her body, right near her right arm. And with your amazing control that you have now, you can reach that arm over and grab the mobile defibrillator. Thankfully, they're basically self-functioning nowadays, the little mobile ones. So even from inside her body, you're able to get everything where it needs to be. You feel the first jolt shoot through her. And then after a while, a second. And suddenly all the blood in the nearby artery starts flowing at the right speed again. The heart must have stabilized. And it seems like the rest of the body with it, as if other systems that weren't moving right are now moving the way they're supposed to be. Hopefully the large intestine's doing its job. Hopefully everything's doing its job. And we Let's won. not get ahead of ourselves, Ben. <laughs> with a sigh of relief, you maneuver the hand so it puts the defibrillator back on the bench. Right. Crisis averted. Crisis All right. averted. Let's check that. Gallbladder still leaking. Yeah. <laughs> so given that we just shocked ourselves out of a heart attack, I kind of want to visit the heart just to see what's going on. Uh, I don't. I think we... <laughs> I think that's a bad idea. I What's think... the rule, first rule of improv, Zoe? Always oh, say yes. <laughs> say no, but. <laughs> um, I want to no. see, because no. things have cleared, I want to see if we can now visit the stomach. The stomach, annoyingly hasn't God fixed itself it's damn. still well by its normal parts it's still blocked the okay. gallbladder one still seems like the way to go once you can solve that crisis oh that's still a thing that we have to fix isn't it yeah can we go to the heart now fine the heart seems as healthy as it ever was you'd never guess that something was wrong except for those stupid cup cells that are still shedding off it. i mean should we get some more cup cells while we're here yeah well, let's you grab never another, know let's grab another six let's get around dozen cup take cells take a baker's dozen while you're at it just grab a throw an extra May in as well. there 13 oh, cup okay. cells okay no um what about the stuff that's clogging up the large intestine could we use that to block up the gallbladder oh well, if you go back to the large intestine now, it seems like fixing the heart has jump-started a few other things down here yes. as well. Yeah, it was a shock. The blockage in the intestines is slowly shifting. The intestinal walls are pushing it down the tract. Unfortunately, now that the mass is moving, it's revealing something even worse. Oh, can Believe we use it, it or to block not. Up the gallbladder? <laughs> Sitting on the floor of this passage is a small dark mass, and you recognize it unquestionably as a cluster of cancerous tumor cells. Maybe it's benign, but it doesn't look good. Especially here, cancer cells can replicate extremely quickly, and this one could effectively turn into a new wall that blocks the intestine permanently. Dr. Kendra, your body's got issues. (laughs) All right. So those cancer cells, can we scoop them up using the cups? <laughs> <laughs> we can get cups on either side and and carry it. And capture them. Into the ship. It feels firm as you sort of reach out towards it. It's thick, it's solid. But after a moment, it starts shifting this tumor cell. You stare at it for a bit longer and suddenly, like a balloon being blown up too much, it expands and explodes. But instead of little rubbery balloon shreds, what's left is two identical tumor cells. It's replicating, and replicating fast. You'd better put it somewhere quickly. Put it in the gallbladder! Alright, so you put your quickly replicating cancer cells into your 13th cup, and it's they're quickly expanding out, so it's almost like they're bubbling over it, but you rush back to that gallbladder. Yes, we do. And you toss down your clump of cells, which are still replicating, still expanding, 
pretty soon they completely cover the terrible hole that you made. Yes, cancer. (laughs) (laughs) The bile settles, no longer flooding the passage to the stomach. It's just trickling down now. If you wanted to head to the stomach, your way is now clear. Let's rock and roll to the stomach. It's stomach time. Finally, you can move from the gallbladder to the stomach and mercifully, when you get there, it looks pretty normal. You aren't sure the nanobot's been here at all. There isn't much visible food lingering. Makes sense, Dr. Sevilla wouldn't eat right before putting herself under anesthetic. And there are only small pools of gastric acid that's very easy to step around. Cool, job well done, let's I get mean, out. No, nanobot, Ben, the nanobot! Uh, Actually, did you say there's a bit of um, a bit of stomach acid around? Yeah, little pools of it. Well, I'm thinking maybe if we... Scoop it up! Scoop it up in the cups now! <laughs> Let's scoop it up. Let's get... Can we have three cups worth of stomach acid, please? Because I'm thinking maybe if we throw that on, on the, the cage, cage, it'll melt it. Because acid? The acid sits in your cups. Seems pretty inert while it's in there. It's not bubbling, not fizzing. You could almost mistake it for water. That's not But that. you, know, you don't. Do not. Don't drink. Don't drink the stomach acid. Come on, drink the stomach acid. <laughs> Come on, give it a go. So where to next? Uh, the the lymph, lymph node. node. And what do you do there? We pour the stomach acid on the cage. You throw the acid in the direction of this barricade and the whole thing starts fizzing. Yes, it does. Pretty soon pieces of it are being completely worn away and with the foundations eroded, the whole thing collapses. The white blood cells come floating out. You move aside, concerned they'll see you as an invader, but they bypass you completely and they float along on their merry way. Great. Given that we just released the white blood cells, maybe we should go to the kidney because I was having the blood problems before. I just want to check. Okay. I just want to ch- check and see what it's like Let's with the blood being on online. The sure, it's very easy to get there because the white blood cells that are dancing along down the body's paths seem to be heading in that exact direction. Right. The huge pool of infected blood has attracted their attention, and they get to work trying to kill off this infection. Great, except the pool of blood is enormous. It could take them hours to get the place disinfected, or longer. You don't know how long it takes for them to do their job. And you don't have hours, because there's something else in the body that kind of needs to be eliminated. I think we need to get some more of that stomach acid and take it to the nanobot. You can try that, but it doesn't seem to have the effect you want. It does definitely have metal, this nanobot, but... There must be something pretty fancy about it. Even the stomach's HCL is not enough. Uh, well, we... We don't... I don't know what to do about this nanobot. Well, so the nanobot... So Hold on. We could pull off its front legs. Can we pull off its back legs? They're firmly lodged in there. All right. Is it... Is there a switch somewhere? On the nanobot. <laughs> no, is there, there isn't. Switch anywhere? Like a good Sorry. switch. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Someone switched this nanobot to evil. Can we talk to it? Will it talk to Again, us? you're more than welcome to. It does not talk back. Excuse me, nanobot. So Puny like- humans, you <laughs> shall not stop my conquest. Would you like a lullaby? <laughs> I would like no such thing. Be no- gone from this lung. None of your human endeavors seem to be having much of an effect on it. All right, so those white blood cells are really dealing with the liver right now. They're doing the thing. The kidney. Uh, the kidney, the, sorry. They're dealing uh, with the kidney. There wasn't anything in the large intestine that, like, after we removed the tumour, was there anything else? Nothing of importance. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do about this nanobot. I mean, I looked for the switch. There was the, no off switch. The, we could, I mean, the other option is we could take the cancer cells that are blocking the... the... And put them in the lung? You want to give her lung cancer? <laughs> Those white blood cells... 
don't seem to care about the cancer. They're chilling in the in the no, kidney. No, they're yeah. currently. They think that their most important task right now is to fix that blood. Yeah, that's can we good. do something in the lung to draw attention to the white blood cells? Like they... cancer. <laughs> I mean, I really don't want to give. I know, lung cancer. me neither. The lung is pretty far away from the kidney, so even if you do something right now in the lung, It'll they take... might not notice. Oh, can we run down to the kidney? And be like, hey, 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 white blood cells, like, attract their attention and get them to chase us to the nanobot? It feels like a good idea. The only thing is, you're not as interesting to it as this blood that's swirling around. All right, let's go get the blood. Get the blood with the cups. Get the blood with the cups and take it to the... Oh, my God, yes, that's great. And take it to the lungs. When we're going to lure the white blood cells into the lung. With the smell of blood, just like a demigorgon. Are we going to take it to the gallbladder for the cancer or to the... The lung for the nanobot. Take it to the lung. The Honestly, problem. I think you need to forget about the cancer for now, and we'll deal with it when we're we out of the body. We can take the gallbladder out. That's yeah. right. Okay. You use your cup cell to scoop up a bit of the infected blood, and it's kind of nasty, but it fits. You can carry in your remaining cups quite a substantial amount of it without issue. All right, we take it. <laughs> take it to the lungs and pour it all over the nanobot. You start pouring it out, and the thing is, where you are in the lung, again, it's just a bit too far away. We're trickling a path. Trickle a path to the to All the right, nanobot. you spill cups in the kidneys all the way up the path to the lung like a trail of breadcrumbs, and one of them, one of the nearest ones, like a dog sniffing out a treat, it whips around and it bounces towards this little bit of blood. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom. You pour out another cup a bit further away, and again, the leukocyte follows. You're like the Pied Piper of white blood cells. Yes, my dream. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you lure this hungry white blood cell up to the lung where the nanobot is still firmly fixed to the wall. It's ominous, it's predatory, but a white blood cell is a complete assassin. It shouldn't be any match for it. The last cup of blood you pour out is right next to the nanobot's body, and after your white blood cell has drunk it stiffens almost it's sensed that it's floating beside something that's a threat to the body you stand back and the white blood cell leaps onto the nanobot which retracts all of its legs and curls up into a defensive ball it's not enough the white blood cell savages it it encircles it completely it engulfs it in its plasma and then before you can blink the nanobot is just gone dissolved the white blood cell consumed it Oh, that was loud. That was great. <laughs> Sorry. That was pretty good. <laughs> That's it. The nanobot never made it to Dr. Sevilla's brain. Your research is safe. Suppose you can hop in the vessel and get out then. All right. We're doing that, but I'm telling you the first point of call is getting that gallbladder out of her body. Yeah, we got to get that. <laughs> and probably uncaging all the other lymph nodes around her body that still probably yeah, have find, cages on them. Find, yeah, uh, and, and, uh, and removing all of the cages. Yeah, how do you do that by cages? a surgery? Surgeons well, are really good. They they see this stuff all the time. You should they, so you see ear, nose, and cage doctor. <laughs> okay, so so we're we're floating out. Cool, satisfied with the job well done. You head back for the eye. Ooh, when you get there though, something seems off, off scale to be precise. The pupil doesn't look as accommodating as it did on your way in, and you realize it has not gotten smaller. You've gotten bigger. Just a bit, not enough to put the doctor at risk, but enough that you can't quite get out. But you have to leave via the pupil because it's the only way back to the resizing chamber. If you return to normal size anywhere else, the sudden shift could kill you. Oh. Oh. 
Uh, can we get out of the ship and get out of the pupil ourselves and leave the ship? Or are we also too big? You need the vessel to be able to make the journey back to the chamber. We... I mean, like, it's time to cut off limbs. I don't know what else we can do. (laughs) It's about, it's got to be about the cups. It's always been about the cups. (laughs) Think about what your precise goal is for this moment. To get out. And what do you need to do to get out? We need to be smaller or we need that eye to be bigger. Oh, we need to shine light on the eye so the pupil dilates so we can get out. That is almost true. What happens when you shine light on an eye? The pupil gets smaller. Oh, the other way around. Turn off the lights. Turn all the lights off. We need to make it darker in the room so that, so that <laughs> so the we go people back dilate. To the spinal cord. Um, shock her to stand up and turn off the lights. No, 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 that's a bad idea. Um, what if we? Uh, we can control the arm to cover her eyes, to cover her eyeballs. Oh, that oh. might get in the way of the tube thing, Damn, but I forgot about that. You do have perfect control over that can, right arm. Can she reach a light switch? You go back to the spine and you try to make her fumble around for a light switch. You still have that thing on your phone that can connect to the camera above the operating theatre. So you can see that there is a light switch just past her right shoulder. We we flick it. You move the hand and you flick that light switch into the off position. And although you can't see anything change, you sense the room has plunged into darkness. Let's try getting through that eye again. Straight up to the brain, out through the eyeball. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) With the light switched off, the pupil has expanded to several times the size it was before. And even with your vessel's new size, you pass easily through and make your way back the, through the tube to the size-changing chamber area. And at last, you can return to your normal size safely. Yay! Once you've done so, and once Dr. Severe has returned to consciousness... And had her gallbladder removed. <laughs> she wearily walks over to you. It's done, she asks. And hearing your affirmative response, she sighs with relief. That's excellent. So no more compromised information. And hey, I'm healthy again. No, you well, have cancer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We're surgeons. <laughs> now. Now. <laughs> you learned a lot. You in know your exactly where your gallbladder is. <laughs> but you know what? We did our job. We, we you did your nanobot. job. You in, killed the out. nanobot. You did everything quite perfectly yeah, and you saved her from a heart attack we did. well done yes, you did it congratulations you Yay. made a way out ah oh, good job ben i'm proud of you well done <laughs> zoe i'm proud of you too zoe i'm proud of you <laughs> Thank too you. zoe you are nothing but a hero. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that would be rude for you to say how'd you enjoy it you have fun yeah no that was really fun i really i have to say above everything i love the puzzles like puzzles I, are so much fun i really like the puzzles even though i'm not particularly good at them I like, <laughs> I just like, I, it's, it, it feels good. Especially when something visit works. All the rooms. Especially yeah, yeah. when something works, that, like you thought maybe was a wouldn't. silly like, solution. It's yeah. like, oh, surely I can't do this, like, right? Yeah, we're, we're just spitballing here, but can we use the cups again? <laughs> <laughs> I really like these cups. <laughs> I want to pick up a cancer. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing we got 13 cups. I don't know what we would have done with two. Right? Oh, I know. So before we head off, I know, did you guys have anything you wanted to spruik, anything you wanted to talk about? Uh, I recently started up a web design business, Crux Web Design. Let's see, R-U-X. So nice. uh, check out the website, cruxwebdesign.com, and uh, yeah, let me know. I'll link your that website, and I'll uh, link an email address as well for yeah, you in the, in the show notes. Thank you. Uh, so if people want to get in touch, if people need a website designed, go to Crux, and then you can also send them an email and be like, hey, I solved this puzzle faster than you. <laughs> <laughs> be like, look, please don't rub it in. <laughs> 
Tell you what, we'll we'll put up the, the time for your episode. We don't actually have the time on hand, but I will record it in post. So your time was sixty-four minutes and twenty-five seconds. Congratulations! If you if you have documented maybe. proof that you beat that time, you get ten percent off a new website. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, don't, but actually, honestly, no. honestly though, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm on board with that. There for you sure. go. Ten percent <laughs> off if you've beaten this time. And you definitely want this web design. I'm looking over at Ben's notes right now and his nanobot tick drawings, <laughs> and they're pretty great. <laughs> they are pretty spectacular. Oh, and yeah. Billy, you have something to spruik again. Yes, I think I mentioned this last episode, but it's uh, coming out ideally the same date as this episode, but due to time zones the day after. Um, I'm guesting on an episode of the Wild Pitch podcast. We just sort of pitch comedic ideas given randomly generated words. It's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun recording it. Uh, you can listen to that at the wildpitchpodcast.com. Probably it's not my podcast. I'm not quite sure. But you can find it online. Uh, you can find it wherever. iTunes. Give it and a listen. We'll I had a lot it. of fun doing it. There'll be a link in the show notes as well. Uh, but yeah, definitely check that out. It was really fun. Hopefully I can get on and do another one at some point That's in the future. But yeah, it's really fun. I, I had a lot. Of, it's ooh, it, it was very enjoyable. <laughs> so Danny, before we go, did you want to give us a intro, a little taste of what the next room will be? Well, actually, Billy, I don't know what the next episode is going to be. You know why? Why? Because I'm one of the contestants playing the room this time. We have our very own guest GM. <laughs> That'll be fun. Actually, I'll be playing as well, and uh, we're going to keep a tally. So every puzzle that I get right is a point to me, and every puzzle that Danny gets right is a point to me. So we'll see at the end who wins. <laughs> yeah, this was my idea. <laughs> you made it through the bad times. You made it through the good. You always knew you could.